Turn on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. This episode of Auto Dealer Live is brought to you by True Car. What up, gentlemen? What up? Hey. Hi. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey. What's going on? It's 3.30. Auto Dealer Live. What's Auto up, Dealer guys? Auto Live. Oh, What's happening, man. Mr. David Villa? Something. Man, I'm so excited. It is the first day of something. June. We have a show on the first day of June. So let's talk, man. It's the first of the month. Get up, get up, mm-hmm. get up. It's the mm-hmm. cash chip, right? Bone thugs. So, hey, let's talk about the month, man. Dave Cribs, what's up? Yes. How you hey, doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. You got 99 problems, but reviews ain't one. Right. Yes. Well, yeah. And you know what? And you'll you'll have to forgive me, but um, I, I, I do not. Do you guys, I'll put you guys on the spot, too. Do you happen to remember the company that this came from? I know. Podium. Me neither. So, viewers, <laughs> if you're watching, <laughs> hey. Um, Tweet it out. Let's find out who the company is. <laughs> We've got a great show today, man, as always. Um, and that's because of you, the listeners, and because of the guests that we have on. It's always, it's always because of that. And, and, I, I, you know, and not, not that you disagree with that or even need to be sold as that, on that as an audience. Um, but in case you're wondering, um, we are made to look even as good as we may possibly look or maybe non really bad by the fact that we have great uh great listeners and phenomenal guests but um let's talk for a second man as we as we uh kind of have this monologue here let's talk about our month it's a new day dave Mm -hmm. tommy it's a new month and it's a new chance you know and and uh you know i know dave you're going to get into some numbers you know uh you know the car business as a whole you know um you know numbers dropping and changing and kind of Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and so forth but i mean let's look at it for a second because you know uh I, i think i think people who um, who are who are going after it? People who are are succeeding. People who are are, are going to be top performers in any industry, and, and and that goes with the car business as well. I mean, they they look at it, and 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 the economy really doesn't come into play because the the economy. I think what it does, and I don't mean this the wrong way, but sometimes that thins out the playing field. And so my question is this: I went over this in Facebook Live this morning for a few minutes. But how did you close? We sat down in reviews with our guys today. How did you close? Did you hit your goal? And and let's just say the answer is no or yes, right? There's only two answers. Then then if it's no, can you identify where you missed it? If it's yes, can you identify where and how you hit it? Because it's important to not only identify it so you don't miss it again and so you know how to correct it, but it's important if you hit it to identify it so you can build off of it. And then here's my question that I often ask salespeople, and I want to challenge you even if you're not directly selling cars, but you're maybe running a team or you're running a department, is it really your goal or is it a wish? Won't you, won't you touch on some of those things, man? I know there's a mouthful there, but go ahead. Well, no, it's okay. I mean, I kind of, uh, you know, that last little statement that your question that you ask, is it really a goal or is it a wish? I, you know, I, I kind of, I stopped focusing, I guess a little bit on, on goals when it comes to, uh, sales numbers, specific numbers. Like for example, if you ask me at the beginning, beginning of the month, well, what's your goal for the month? Well, I'd love to do this, but I'm really not focused on that one particular number because that number is more of a prediction. But what I want to really focus on is my activities. Like my activity is my goal. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like my goal today is not to be interrupted so I can make a hundred calls. My goal is to do it because I know when I do that, all that other stuff takes care of itself. Right. I'll hit the numbers if I'm willing to do that. Um, and, you know, we talked about um, just before we opened up, we talked about the fact that we were going to kind of mention the, the um, where we're at in the car business with numbers. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But, um, you know, today is June 1st. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think we're kind of similar. We haven't really talked about this before in the sense that 
I see you get excited on the first. I get excited on the first. I think most of our audience gets excited on the first because there's only one of two things that have happened. You either hit your number and did really well and you're excited about that and you want to, now you, you're off to the races again in a right. new month trying right. to recreate that. Or you wipe the slate clean because maybe you didn't do everything that you needed to do or get the result you wanted. So now it's a, it's a fresh day. It's a new day. It's June 1st. We've got all month to make this happen, but we really have to start now. And you talked about that earlier, Dave, about thinking about that ahead of time. Absolutely. Shout out to Mark. Absolutely. Shout out to Mark Farrow. Got to listen with the volume low selling a car right now. Come you got to love it, man. Thank you got to love Mark. He's like, all right, well, listen, so you can, you, you can afford those payments. Sorry, hold on a second. Anyway, Tommy is a dude. You know, he's listening to, you know what I mean? That's pretty cool. Mark, Mark, why don't you turn the volume up and we'll, we'll, we'll ask your customers to pay another hundred bucks a month. Make, make this deal happen. Cribs will. <laughs> hey, Tommy, look, you're a sales guy. You heard what, what Cribs is, what Cribs is talking about, you know, yes. Um, let me ask you a question, man. You go in, and this is this is for you guys that's on, that, that that are look. And I know some of you right now are 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 still counting the beans, man. You're still closing out the month. You're still you know you're still wrapping things up, you know, and, and, and what have you. But here's my experience. I mean, if we don't get off to a fast start, you know, a lot of times when we say close strong, right? We talk about that because I mean, as salespeople, as trainers, as people that are in sales, I mean, I, you know, we need these themes sometimes to get us recentered and focused. I mean, let's just face it. That's going to be the way <laughs> things are. However, looking at the reality of what it takes to really become successful in any place in life, it's, it's gotta go beyond a theme. It's gotta be a lifestyle. It's gotta be a process. It's gotta be what you do, right? It's gotta be, it's gotta be the way you live. So let me, let me ask you this T. I mean, w- so, hey, Tommy, finish strong, finish strong. Okay, I'm going to finish strong because I'm a salesperson. Yeah, I, I, you know, I got to finish strong. But wouldn't it be, wouldn't, I- anytime you, you've not had a good month, can't you really sometimes look and trace it back to maybe I didn't get a fast enough start or I can go back and say, man, I missed those three days there, right? So, so A, is that ever happened or is that happened the majority of the time you've missed your mark? And then B, wouldn't you and aren't you in a better place if you don't have the pressure of closing strong because your back's against the wall, but rather the luxury of closing strong because you're ahead of the game. I don't think it's, yeah, I mean, I don't mm. think it's as much of being, about a, those apples? being your back against the wall is almost, it's living in a state of perpetually doing what you need to do so much so that it becomes a habit so that you're not, but yeah, you're right. If you're not, if you're at the end of the month and you're not where you want to be, typically you can trace that back to, oh, you know what? Well, that first week was stupid slow or, uh, you know, the last day butted up to a weekend and I didn't get to get anything started and it just never really got off the ground. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like it's, I think at some point, and I guess it's, it's maturity, I guess it's maybe, you know, just really taking what you do seriously, even maybe forcing yourself in a position by the fact you have a, a, life, a lifestyle now that you have to accommodate mm-hmm. is that you live in a, you live in a perpetual you live perpetually the way where it's 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 a, it's a non-negotiable. You have to find a way to make sales to to make your quotas every month. And I hit my I hit my goal last month. Um, yeah, it was two hundred thousand. I hit it, and, um, and you shattered it, man. And you know and you, you shattered it. Well, you know what it is too, and it's like, and I, I thought about it this morning. Almost you can almost let fear grip you a little bit. And I thought, oh crap, I got to try to do that again this month. You know yeah. what I mean? A fresh slate. You know the pipeline's not as full as it should have been, or pipeline's not as full because a lot of stuff already happened. But it's like, you know what, at the end of the day, you just got to put them up blinders and keep it moving. And, yeah. and uh, there's let's, always ways to do it, too. Let, let's ask our guests that when we come on, too. Let's yeah. talk about Because, look, here's the deal. Today is, is, is Wonder Women in the auto business. We're going to be starting to gear towards, you know, what's coming up next month. We're going to have an official show, I believe it's next week, Lou, with Women in Automotive. And, but today is kind of in one week. Yes, but don't forget, it's Wonder Women with Tony D. Yeah, no, no. I, Wonder Women with Robin. You know what I mean? Robin left Batman and joined Wonder Woman because Tony Smart. D is about the, time. Tony D is, is going to he's, he's bringing yeah. it. He's bring, he's representing today. And but here's but here's the thing. So we're going to talk to them about it. But you know what? Listen, I, I'm 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 we're, they don't want to come on and we're not going to come on and talk about, you know, anything other than just what it takes to kill it and crush it. So I yeah. want to talk to them about this, you know, and I want you guys to call in. I want you guys to weigh in on your comments. Let me read some of these comments that are coming in on uh, social media right now before we go to break and then bring our panel on. Um, we have a comment that said idea, wish, desire, goal, obligation, must keep, keep them scrolled up. here. How about this? Dave Sobowski, we got a general sales manager in Ohio, fell short. He's talking about his month in May. I look into the mirror 
and I go Coach K of Duke on myself. I don't know what that means. I know who Coach K is, but I mean, is, is he talking? He's not he talking about Bobby, Bobby Knight. I was at least don't go Bobby Knight and throw yeah, a chair at himself. Yeah, I'm a chair, hit myself in yeah. the face, you know, let, let pluck me. my beard out one by one. But I don't know what Coach K does other than maybe does he motivate. Well, one more thing, Eddie Calametta, I own multiple cars. So we got an owner. Here's a dealer. I own multiple car dealerships. I don't know who Eddie is. Um, on Facebook, he says, we closed strong but only because my back was against the wall, but still worse months. So he's honest with himself. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Eddie, for that comment. Here's Eddie, owns multiple stores. We finished strong, right? right? So he recognized and was able to turn it around. But basically what Eddie's admitting there by saying we still had a worse month ever or, or, or worse month, he, he's, he's saying that, hey, either, either in the middle or the beginning, they, they dropped the ball, right? Right, right. And I love it because he's taking ownership of it. It's funny because what David mentioned, uh, David Sabalski, about, you know, I look in the mirror when I don't hit the number. And I, you know, I was thinking about that earlier as we were talking mm -hmm. about the fact that when I'm not when I'm not there. OK, and I and, and you know, I'll go ahead and publicly say this. I had a terrible month last month, um, which was unusual. But hey, um, thank you. Thank you. Um, but, but here's the thing, you know, um, I look back, and I mean, and more importantly, I get up and I look in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Now, um, my question though is, is look. If you're is, wondering is, what he's doing, he he wrote mirror down. See, yeah, see, see right there. It is I wrote that down earlier. Um, he so, looked into the mirror. So um, the word mirror. Man in the mirror. <laughs> um, but my but my question would be this, and this just your opinion, Dave. But um, do you think that's a sign of maturity with salespeople when? They Do no matter it. no matter what happens yeah. because sometimes you hear the the guy or the gal who says well you know traffic sucked or they didn't put the sign up right and I didn't I didn't get the leads because so and so got them I mean is, mm -hmm. at the end of the day though is it a sign of maturity that yeah yeah and we're gonna and I want to ask our guests we're bringing them on in, in, in just a minute we're going to commercial break but I yes I think it is and I, and, and and I want to bring our guest in on this thought we're gonna come back in just sixty seconds so short answer in my opinion yes. But I think there's more to it and a reason why. I don't think it's just because all of a sudden it's like I grew, you know, I'm like, I'm mature now, right? right? It's not like I, I can make a decision. I say I got my butt kicked over and over and over again. And I finally grew up to the place where I said, you know what? <laughs> it's my fault. You know I what I mean? find it, it easier it, if I don't get my butt kicked all the there time. There you go. <laughs> Let me and find a way around that. And, I, and it comes down to, you know what, how, how, you know, how, how quick do you not want to get your butt kicked anymore? And you know what? We have a comment from someone. I think it was uh, – the gentleman who commented at the top, Kim, uh, comments, Jason uh, Glockler. We have some more comments we're reading when we get our guest back on. But he said, I struggle. This is it. Here's the salesman. I struggle watching and trying to learn too many things and not acting because I have so much I want to do and I don't do it. Uh, that's mm -hmm. a good one. Mm -hmm. That's mess. That's I bet you, I bet you in, the, in, the day, in the days of nonstop stimulus mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. information, mm -hmm. that's more common than probably not. Absolutely. Hey, we're going to go to break. We're going to bring our guest on. Stay tuned. We have Jennifer Briggs. We have Jody DeVere. We have Tony D. and Lisa Copeland. We'd love to take your calls today. Our audience, our panel would love to have you call in and ask them questions. Let's put them on the spot today. All right? Let's put them on the spot today. Why don't you ask them questions on how to, to, to have a good month after a bad month, how to have a good month after a good month, how to, have, how, how to do it. Let's, let's talk to them. And, and not only have they been there, they're doing it now currently. I can't wait to hear what they have to say. We'll be back in 60 seconds with Wonder Woman Plus One panel. Hi, I'm Chip Perry. The pledge was and is an action plan designed to address head-on the concerns that many of you told me about right after I took this job. Thus far, our dealer pledge has been aimed at fixing the major pain points that you told us about related to our product, our customer service, and our consumer advertising. I'd like to reiterate that our dealer pledge is our ongoing commitment to you, our dealer customers, and we will continue to work hard to improve our service to you. All right, we're back. I lied. That wasn't 60 seconds. That was only 30 seconds. <laughs> All right. See, I just want to see if you guys are paying attention. All right, here we go. You ready? Ready. Wonder Women plus one in auto. We have Lisa Copeland. We have Tony D, Jody DeVere, and Jennifer Briggs. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. And if you've been listening to the uh, monologue and the questions and comments that are still coming in, they're, they're coming in very quickly here. We're going to be talking about the car business in general, man, because we've got some incredibly strong women and one strong guy, right? And we want to hear what you guys have to say to our listeners. They're coming off a month. It's either good or it's bad. And uh, you guys have been in this business that is extremely cutthroat no matter who you are. So, Dave, man, why don't you go ahead and, 
and eeny, meeny, mighty mo. Pick who you want to ask a first question to, and let's get these experts talking. Thank you, Dave. Let's go to uh, Lisa Copeland. And Lisa, obviously, we've been talking about just what Dave mentioned. You know, how do you have a great month after a bad month? How do you look in the mirror, take <laughs> responsibility, things like that? Um, not only have you made this tremendous mark in the car business, but now you're branching out into other, you know, industries, coaching and leading salespeople. I'm sure this an amazing is, book. Yes, an amazing book, crushing. And 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 here's the thing: is that this this has got to be a common denominator among all salespeople. So maybe share some of your wisdom and 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 what you would say to a salesperson who's maybe had a terrible month and needs a great month, and then vice versa. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, the good is is that a new month is a new beginning and so you know you're only as good as last month and i i've, I've told teams and I, I i have to tell myself last month is in the record book good or bad right mm -hmm. and this month is a fresh opportunity to go out and crush it and i just read the best book i listen to books all the time and it's called relentless by tim grover and I, I know everyone knows who tim grover is mm -hmm. and i finished cardone's be obsessed or be average my book crushing it david's lunch or leave but at the end of the day it's all a mindset you know, you know, you will be as successful as you choose to be. A bad month is just, in my mind, just, you know, you set yourself up for it. And um, every day and every month is a new opportunity. And you have to look at it that way. You cannot ride after, after you have a great month, you can't say, okay, next month's going to be great because I, you know, I had a great month. But if you have a bad month, you, gotta, you have to stick both in the record books and start all over again. And you've got to be relentless. You've got to be obsessed. So I live my life by it every single day. I love it. love it. And, and you know, um, Jennifer, let me go to you too, because I mean, this is a, such a unique industry. And um, I love the fact that, you know, in a, in a topic where we're, you know, talking about Wonder Women and then obviously Tony, you know, in the, in the auto business, we're talking to absolutely incredibly successful women and Tony in the car business. And so I, I so I mean, it's, it's not just, it's, 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 it's absolute. You can't, if you're a man, a woman, it doesn't matter who you are, you can't get better advice from any, other group that I know of. So, you know, in this industry where you're only as good as your last month, I mean, you, you know, you, you see it sometimes where somebody missed their goal so much. And, you know, the th I think probably the first of the month you have more people, not only, you know, is their job maybe on the line in this industry, but maybe, maybe they take that and put that in their own hands. Maybe I I'm thinking about quitting on the first day, you know, this isn't for me, man, I need to get into something that's, that's not as, as, as pressured, you know, or how about this one? I, I think just as many times as I've had to c coach somebody into growing, I've seen people who've had their best month. I sat down in a review this morning with one of my guys who had his record month and I cautioned him. I said, look, I have seen in over 20 years, more people that have had their best month and then turn it around and follow it with their worst month because they weren't able to, they weren't able to figure out what they did to make that month good. And so we tried to get it on the first day and make sure you understood that. So why don't you speak maybe Jennifer to our audience in this industry and get in and impart some wisdom, um, you know, as to maybe this topic in general, maybe what you've done over the years, bad month, good month to, to really go to the next level. Absolutely. And I think that you're actually at more of a risk if you've had a great month, right? <clears throat> because you've killed yourself, you've been doing it. And then come the first, you would want to breathe and take a break. But the problem is, is that our industry is so cyclical and those months are up and down. So you don't have time to take a break. Not if you want to be on the top. So everything comes off of that whiteboard come the first of the month. And you need to make sure that you hit the ground running with just as much fuel and just as much fire if you, as if you were coming off of a bad month, right? Mm -hmm. It seems sometimes when we're coming off of a bad month that we have something to prove. But when we have a great month, Sometimes we get a little bit cocky and we let things slip. Do not let your ego cost you money. That would be something that I would caution anyone coming off of a fantastic month and moving into the next, right? I've got some friends who had record-breaking May. Uh, I had a record-breaking May, as a matter of fact. And we have to make sure that, woohoo, right, um, that we keep pushing forward with just as much effort behind did the month before if not even more right let's next level that and keep going jennifer great words and by the way thank you for filming on green screen because it looks just like you're sitting in a car it's really cool it is uh, right don't you like that i like it <laughs> You got your yeah. door open though, because your lights are on. It, it, yes. Yeah, and you know what? Let's yeah. let's. Uh, 
let's go. Um, I'm going to go back to Lisa just for a moment, and then we're going to, of course, bring Jody into the conversation. But um, I, I wanted to run this by Lisa. Don't forget Tony. Um, and, yeah, I like Lisa how Le- Tony. Tony has to be I, quiet. Look at him. Look at yeah, him. It's killing him. Look at him. He's turning red. Look at him. He's like sitting there. Hey, we're going to ask Lisa more questions. You just sit there by the ceiling fan. You know, you know, there's. I'll, I'll just sit here. There you go. <laughs> there's something very unique in the car business when it comes to our month. Number one, we live month to month, and you know, I, I think in terms of month, no matter what part of my life I'm really thinking about, that's just kind of uh, ingrained in me from this business. But we have a very unique opportunity, um, especially salespeople in the car business, because our our income, if we get the month off right, our income becomes, starts to become exponential near the end. I, I did a training called yeah. Selling in the Red Zone, and the idea is you get, get into the red zone, getting that, get into that scoring area early in the month. That way you're getting paid more as you go towards the end of the month. Maybe talk about that. That's good. Absolutely. In fact, um, I've trained salespeople for years. If you can get to 10 by the 15th, the month is yours. I mean, you're going to own it at the end because we know 75% of the business is done between the 15th or the 16th and the end of the month and really even closer to that last week of the month. So if you can really push it to get to, to get to that 10, to, you know, get into double digits by the middle of the month, you own it. You will crush it. And Tony's dying to talk. I'm going to let him jump in Go ahead, Tony. Kathy and hold up. She just called you a – she's called you Hoda. Yeah, she did. She's just with her. Uh, our industry, our industry, especially in sales, it's a rhythm. I, I call it the mojo. And when you can get into the mojo, it goes back to the old saying, what's the best time to sell a car? Right after you just sold one. Because you're in the mojo. And you got the groove. And your customers see it. And they feel it. And especially when you start looking into the business office, it's a rhythm. And once I start getting that rhythm going, and it always has upset me, let alone when I was a, a, a manager, let alone a GSM or a GM, is that salespeople would rush to the end of the month and then all of a sudden the first second and they go, oh. And they would relax and they wouldn't stay up on, in, they wouldn't keep their mojo going. And like Lisa just brought up, if we can get to 10 by the 15th of the month, we got a 30 car month going. Yep. And it is, what did I do so right with the last customer that I sold? How did that go? And utilize that mojo and keep that groove going with it because the customers actually sense it. No matter which way we break it down, we can look at the Internet and Facebook and online reputation and lead generation and all the different things. When it comes down to the sales, it's the person to person. People like dealing with people that they're a lot alike and people like dealing with people that they do like. And when we're in the groove and we got the mojo going we're it, and the customers can truly feel it, and we need to kick that off June 1. It's summertime. Let's go. Kids are out of school. Vacation time. Let's keep the mojo going. Everything that we got from May coming off of Memorial Day weekend, we need to keep that juice going all the way through summertime. And that's how we can have a good, successful month. And we don't have those dips that a lot of salespeople and dealerships have on a regular basis. And you have to prospect at the beginning of the month like it's the end of the month. Mm. You know, you're going to have a lot of people at the end of the month that just didn't, you know, they just didn't pull the trigger. So you've got to treat that first week of the first of the month like you would have treated you would have exactly. treated the last week of the month. Hundred percent agree. And you know you will get to that ten, and ten by the fifteenth to Tony's point is thirty at the end of the month. Absolutely, it's super you, easy. It's, it's an easy equation, but you can never ever let down the intensity. You can't. I'm gonna. You, can't, I, you cannot lay down because it's the first day of the month. I'm gonna throw a whole. I'm gonna throw a wrench into it. Tommy, I know is gonna read some uh, comments in a minute, but I want to throw. I asked Jody and bring her in the mix, and I want. I, I know all of you guys will want to comment on this. So I'm going to throw a wrench into this because um, now let me just preface this by Uh-oh. well let me preface it by saying that I have not completely bought into this to the place where I don't have months we have months but I do a lot of this in in my training to a place where my guys hear this pretty regularly here and so what about I, I pretty much talk to my guys about looking we use a month okay as a measuring stick. And you have to measure. Obviously, you have to, you know, you know, you have to inspect and measure. You have to have a measuring stick. But really, a month is nothing more than that. I tell my guys all the time: if you have a bad month, so what? Like if you're, if if you could have the first day of the month and you reel in five deals that you maybe could have gotten in the day before, or they were working. It's it's in, in it, let's say yesterday, Wednesday it was the end of the month, and you got them on Thursday. I mean, because we measure this thing called a month. 
it, it, that, that sucks, and then all of a sudden you have a really good start to June. But in reality, I mean, I've having a good week. So, I mean, I'm, I know that's – I really try to emphasize to my guys about being the best every single solitary day. And I've kind of started changing and shifting a little bit to like, man, I, I, I'm tired of limiting myself to this month measuring stick. I just want a good year. I want, I, want, I, want to, I, want to, I want to look at the end of the year and go, wow, we freaking crushed it. You know, we increased by 30% in business or whatever it is. And I, so, I mean, I want to get maybe, Jody, your – perspective on that i know we have to have measuring sticks and and, we're, and let's just face it that's that's the calendar that's how we're going to do this but i mean it, 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 what is your thoughts on that with with teaching people to be the best every day and and really honestly um you know i'll, I'll let you go ahead and talk jody because i can that question could be 35 minutes long but what, what do you think about that well you know, I have a, a large sales staff here. I do a lot of sales training, and it's been my role to raise and train a lot of successful salespeople. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I want to delve a little deeper to answer your question. Say, first, you got to hire the right people because salespeople are have to be able to handle the word no <clears> and <throat> not let that set them back. Because mm -hmm. if you can't handle getting a lot of no's, because every no leads to a yes, and you know you're going to have to take a lot of rejection. Yeah, you need to overcome the objections. You need to have your strategy. But I think what happens to a lot of salespeople and why they're inconsistent is they can't handle the whole of the, the no business. Mm. And so hiring people, we talked about ego. They have to have a strong ego to be able to handle that, the right kind of ego, right? And and instead of beating your salespeople up, sales managers, for not meeting their goals, you need to feed them. You need to pull them forward, not whip them. Mm. And I hear this a lot from my own clients. You know, we, we really want to have a culture of positivity to pull them forward and to reward them and to help them understand that, you know, don't give up five minutes before the miracle happens. You're going to have a great month. Don't give up. And so I think when I think about the right kind of attitude and what kind of salespeople and what expectations to put is, first of all, you need people that have, have the ability to have focus on their goals. You have to have people that have the ability to have commitment. Mm -hmm. you, you have to have people that are consistent, meaning after 10 no's, they don't lose drive or ambition. They just blow it off and move forward. And so if you can cultivate a culture as sales staff, that has those things, then your dealership and your sales numbers are going to be more consistent. That's good. Right? That's good. Yeah, That's absolutely. very good. T, once you read some of these comments, we got tons of comments coming in. Maybe you can uh, throw some up there on the screen. Sure. I got some right here. Okay. Um, let's see. We we get accustomed to certain things in life. You don't want to lose that. That was Kevin Campbell. I killed last month, so I took off the first day. Kevin Campbell actually said he killed it last month, so I took off the first day of the month. God bless him. <laughs> Uh, in commission-based sales, Heather Allred, in commission-based sales, especially automotive, consistency is what makes a pro. Good people can have great months, but great people hit it time and time again. Mm. And I guess let me go back to um, Jen for a second. You know, Tony D was talking about the, moj, the mojo, and I, <laughs> I can appreciate it to some measure. And a lot of things we talk about on paper are very, you know, hey, they make a lot of sense on paper. Of course, you got to keep the mojo going. It's, but how how do you yeah. how do you once you've exhausted your pipeline once you're dead at the finish line but how, you finish how do you do what, heather what am i doing <laughs> no like what heather just said yeah well right. i guess okay, yeah exactly well, how, I, when you're when you're how do you how do you I, maintain greatness i think that's where management comes in right we're not we're and i love what what jody said about beating people over the head we're here to motivate so if your pipeline is skinny and you're putting forth the work what can i do as your manager as your leader to help you dig in and figure this out there are so many opportunities it, it's kind of funny i remember when i first got into the dealership and i started in the accounting office right i'm looking at my statements and i'm like man we make money to fight ourselves mm -hmm. if we would work a little bit harder train Sorry. tighten our belt here focus there we could make so much more <laughs> money and the hard part because the salespeople who are on the front line, you know, it is. If they don't have that right attitude, they can quickly go south. Mm -hmm. And it's our job as a leader to keep them on track, to keep them motivated. If we see that their wind is coming out a little bit, sit down. I really don't understand why it's so difficult for so many sales managers to do a daily checkout with their salespeople. 
Right. What happened today? What did you do? How many calls did you make? How many people did you have in the showroom? Because, and I love what you said, you want to have a great year. But I've always found that managing those activities daily mm-hmm. drives all the rest of my numbers. Right. I know that I need my sales team to do X number of this to generate these types of results. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not constantly checking up on it and constantly pushing them forward, then that's my fault as a leader. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, let me preface this, Tony. I mean, I, I... when I meant like about the about a month and about wiping that out and having a good year, I just mean like I mean like who said when I first got into sales that was what my my dad did you know when he he's the one that trained me and when I was 21 years old and and uh, dropped out of school and got into sales that was just what we did so that's just what what I continued to do. All I'm saying is in in you obviously I, I'm holding my guys accountable. We have trainers and people involved every single day. Numbers we monitor calls all of that, but. My point is like, you know, don't ever get to the place where you have a bad month. Just have just have great days, great weeks. And, you know, um, because it's it's about depositing money and it's about, you know, when I'm talking about a business, it's about depositing money and it's about, you know, reps making commissions and making income and so forth and so on. So if that if that comes a day after a month or the day before a month, it doesn't really matter. But um, Tony, Jennifer said something, I mean, salespeople that are, that are watching right now and, and asking, you know, or Jennifer mentioned about monitoring. I mean, you know, and listening to them and, and I, she couldn't understand a manager, you know, not doing that. I think that that comes from the fact that, um, those managers themselves aren't accountable. Probably they're probably really talented in my experience. They're, they're, they're they have like skills, but they're not, they're not uh, disciplined. I mean, would you agree that probably that's the byproduct of that in the manager? I mean, if they're not, I mean, right? I mean. One of the things that we, that I, I continuously hear, and I read it on the forums <clears throat> and I see it in emails, they talk about a desk manager. It takes absolutely no talent to manage a desk. The thing doesn't move, it doesn't do anything. We need sales managers, and yes, it is the sales manager's responsibility to make sure that they motivate and make sure that all the salespeople are doing everything that they can do on a, on a daily, monthly, yearly basis to maximize their own personal income, let alone the dealership's profitability. Mm-hmm. I had a great mentor sales manager, a gentleman by the name of Jim Irvine, who passed away a few years ago, and I absolutely loved the man, and he taught me so much. And one of the biggest things that he taught me was to break things down and not look at everything on a, a, uh, on a monthly basis or even a yearly basis. And this is a little, uh, a little different than where you were going. But let's figure out how much money you want to make, what your average closing ratio is, how much money you want to, uh, what your average uh, profitability or what your average commission is for sale. And then figure out, how many opportunities that you need on a daily, weekly, yeah. monthly basis to achieve your goal. Mm-hmm. That if you want to make $100,000 a year, you want to make 120, you want to make 200, you want to make 50, you want to make 50, then you're in the wrong business. Yeah, let's you're go. working too damn hard to make $50,000. Go find right. another job. Right. Go New find, J-O-B. Yeah, find something else. Um, teacher? teacher? 36000 Oh, okay. Okay, with a lot of education. But break it down. The automobile industry is nothing more than a numbers game. That if you know what your closing ratio is, you can back into everything at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean the closing ratio that you put into the CRM. Come on. We've got to at least be with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's the internet leads, that's the phone ups, that's the people who walk into the dealership. Break down the math. And I really encourage each and every one of you, especially on the sales department and sales managers watching ADL today, Break down the closing ratio. Let's sit down and do one-on-ones and say, how much money do you want to make this month, this year, this week? Another big thing, especially for the dealers and the GMs that are watching today, something that I thought was a little bit interesting, but one of the dealer groups that I worked with uh, not too long ago, we did something very different, that we started paying all the salespeople on a weekly basis. And we can start getting into that the millennial salesperson, they kind of like that ongoing, uh, continuous amount of money, and they don't necessarily want the high amount of money, but yeah, they do. They just don't know it yet. So sales managers, put your salespeople in a little bit of debt. Buy a car, buy a house, get married, have kids, (laughs) buy a toy, find some hobby they want to get into. Anyhow, one of the things that we did at this dealer group 
is that we started paying all the salespeople on a weekly basis. Yeah. More importantly, we actually had a weekly bonus, and then we had an end-of-the-month bonus because after we put it into play, we had salespeople putting kind of sandbagging things. No, sandbag salespeople Not that that would ever happen. They would sandbag a little bit for the week, but so the month wouldn't end up always working out the best. So we put in weekly bonuses, and I think the weekly bonuses started at four cars a month, and then if you actually got the seven cars in a in, excuse me, in a week, uh, four cars in a week, let alone if you got the seven cars in a week, you were getting paid. But by the end of the month, if you started getting into that 25, 27, 30, 32 or above, everybody was getting paid. The salespeople had a good living, but more importantly, it was about the customer experience mm -hmm. because there was a little bit of, again, going back to what Lisa brought up earlier, Put the same amount of energy, love, and attention into your customer base at the beginning of the month as we do at the end of the month. Right. Why do we always have that? Because it turns into a push because they're trying to hit the the end of the month bonuses. Why don't we do the end of the week bonuses? Yeah, I love it. And go Saturday to Friday, Saturday to Friday. And this worked out tremendously well. And we had a dealer group that was averaging, averaging 15 and a half cars per salesperson. And by the way, this was not a small dealership. This was a place selling 400 and change a month. 15 and a half cars because we changed the pay plan. Granted, we did a lot of training and education and the customer experience was important. But even looking at the way that we paid the salespeople made a tremendous difference. Dave, what I think that... What I hear him saying, what, 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 what I hear him saying, um, but I know Jim wants to comment. What I hear him saying basically is, however you do it, it's 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 the bottom line is good weeks string together, strung together make good months, and and so I mean tomorrow our, our sales guys hit. I mean Kevin Campbell, think about it. I mean I just remember Tommy's comment that Kevin just said. I mean this guy said I crushed it last month. And I took the first day off, meaning, okay, so money is not the number one motivator with someone like that. Time off is. This guy's like, hey, man, I want to enjoy a day off. I'm taking my entire – I'm personally taking and wiping my entire day tomorrow, it's and guilty. I'm taking my sales guys and my sales managers, okay, 10 or 11 of us, to Bush Gardens tomorrow. And uh, we're going all day tomorrow and hanging out. So, I mean, we're taking a day off. Like my, none of my sales guys. If someone calls in to buy something, my receptionist is going to have to sell it. Or, you know, or, or, you know, or my marketing department or my BDC or something like that. But, Lou, you got Louis, this, you couldn't make it in sales, baby. You can't close. Lou's over here. Uh, you know, I, I said, Lou, Louis, you got this. And Louis, he just you can't sell it. Ragged you on. My, but, <laughs> I was kidding. So, I mean, what do you say, Dave? Wrong. I know Jim wanted to comment. I know Jim. Yeah, Jim I know. Look at her in a car. I think, She's got a crash. You know, I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Jen is hey. not driving. And, and we'll go right to uh, we'll go right to Jen here in just a moment. But I just wanted to, to uh, kind of follow up what Tony had, had talked about. And I think the idea there of shortening the month into a week, creating that sense of urgency where it's game on a little bit quicker, up more so than someone kind of having the mindset of they still have a lot of time to maybe to hit those numbers. So I think that's a great incentive and great idea. I wonder if we'll ever get to the point where we pay the salesperson, the full commission, you know, right after they put the tag on, maybe that'll, maybe that'll spark. Some I was going to suggest hourly bonuses. I don't know if we've <laughs> overlooked that. I'm Dave's going to start implementing that next week. It's going to be fantastic. But let's go to Jen. Jen, what do you say? Well, here's what I had to say about this. That's what, what Tony was saying is so far past a salesperson as far as not waiting until the end of the month, because I have seen happen many times over where a manager holds on a trade or is trying to hold both and let the customer walk, and then they freak out in the last week of the month and tell the sales team, call them back, get them back, get them back, get them back. You have got to have a mentality that it is time to make a deal. Right now, let's figure it out and let's get it done. My market is different. I, I work primarily in domestic in Detroit. Like, new cars on the front side of the are not making our money there. So why am I going to let somebody walk and try and get them back? I think that... We are very reactionary, and we need to plan a little bit better and understand I always did fast start bonuses. <coughs> I always did daily bonuses. If you hit a certain criteria, depending on what department you were in, whether you were on the floor, you were appointment setting, you had a certain goal, and if you hit that daily, I was paying out cash fifth mm -hmm. for it. So it's about breaking apart the month. And I love what Tony was saying about the next an interview with salespeople and appointment setters. How much money do you want to make a month? Now let's talk about the activities you're going to have to do right there in the interview. So they know what they're getting into from the very beginning, and they know the type of effort that I'm going to expect from them. If they can't handle that intensity, I don't need them on my team. Mm. 
That's good. Jen, by the way, Jen uh, yeah. reminded me of uh, Cheech and Chong up in smoke when they're sitting in the middle of the road not moving. Right. That's what you're doing. You're just, you're just sitting. It's like you're, you're, you're not moving, Jen. You're not moving. My, my driver just got in the car. So okay. He might be moving here in a minute. Are you in England? It's like you're on the wrong side of the car. Wow. Maybe I, I, I am on the wrong side of the car. Oh. She's, a, she's a high roller. Her driver Are you just delivering got in the car. mail? Hey, um, so let me go to Jody. Jody, one of the things I heard Tony say earlier, or maybe it was Jen, and it made made me, I mean, uh, made me think that we need not, he said, it was Tony, about managing the desk. You know, I mean, that's a gift to work a deal. Basically, what you're saying is, you know, you structure a deal. You're, You're good at structuring a deal, working numbers, right? That's necessary. However, Managing the desk doesn't really make sense, right? Managing people does. So, Jody, yeah, we need deal. we need in in many cases we need more leaders, right? And we need in in maybe less, you know, uh, just people who can work numbers, but people that can that can lead people. I mean, Jody, would that be a good assessment? I mean, we need some leaders in the car business, more leaders that are willing to say, hey. Um, you know, follow me as I show you how to do this. I mean, would you say that the car business might need a good dose of that? Well, you know, that traditionally they'll take the top salesperson at some point and make them the sales manager. Sometimes that is a really bad mistake <laughs> because the skills required to be excellent in sales are not the same skills or the same level of thinking to manage people properly. And I hate the word manage because people don't really like to be managed. Do you like to be managed? You know, I think leaders need to have vision. They need to be the ones that understand, that have great people skills, great relationship skills, superior to the people that are working so that um, those individuals can learn from them, number one, and that they can carry the vision and the mission and they know how to motivate people in a positive way. In other words, I want to follow that person. I want to do what they do. And it's not necessarily the top salesperson, right? Uh, they do need to understand, look, I, you could teach sales to non-sales people, even if you're not a salesperson. It, you know, it's basically by the numbers. There are certain skills and steps that, the steps to the sale, right? Mm-hmm. But to motivate and find out, and as an individual, what motivates, I think Tony was really smart in talking about millennials, what motivates them might be different than what motivates me. Yeah. Right. That's good. And so that's the gift of the leadership of the organization that they have that vision, and that creates momentum. I love that word, momentum. Right. Mm -hmm. You want to have the momentum, and it can't be. It has to be personal momentum, but really the person responsible for um, generating that momentum. And I think it's one of the things, Lisa. She's like a team. You know, she's like a cheerleader with Mm -hmm. her people. Right, they wanted to do it because she kept them really pumped up. She knew how to create that desire, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. and keep it running. And she was sensitive to the fact that they were, you know, running on low batteries, and that she needed to do something to get them back on track individually and as a group. That's good. That's a leader. That's good. It, yeah, let's go. Let's go over to Tony. And Tony, you know, we just touched on the fact, and, and and Jody brought up a great point: the fact that you know, oftentimes it's the top performer that gets the opportunity to you know go into management and go beyond, but um, but may not necessarily have the people skills. And it's kind of weird to say that because if you're a top performer, you obviously have people skills with clients. You can't duplicate. Doesn't but, mean you can duplicate. Right, but it can be. It's a whole different ball game when it comes to actually managing others. So let's go to Tony. And, and Tony, I would ask you. You know, um, what do you look for? In, you know, in the dealership when it comes to that, when you're going to promote maybe uh, the next person and. And in reality, even if you think someone's a better fit that maybe isn't a top performer, is that really fair to the top performer who doesn't get a shot at it when they continually overproduce? Mm. The, the top performer always believes that they should be the manager. And, and granted, there's been a, a fair amount of salespeople who were top performers and they thought, you know what, I don't want to be in the management position. Overall, whether it's a sales manager or a business manager, we find the top leaders in those type of positions aren't necessarily the top performers at the dealership. There are a lot of times, I'll say in the top third, but they have leadership qualities. They, the, the sales team, other people in the, in the dealer group or the dealership at least respect them, respect their opinion. They look up to them. They're the ones who naturally put their armor put their arm around somebody 
and and say, hey, you know what? Let me help you out a little bit. Let me take a turn. This isn't going to cost you anything. Let me show you something. You're right. A lot of sales managers become sales managers, and their job or the job description is to sell cars. Really, they are sales leaders that their primary responsibility is to lead the team in how to sell vehicles and how to do it legally, ethically, and morally. It's very interesting on July 18th and 19th, we have a sales a sales manager and leadership uh, workshop at the Academy in Austin, Texas, free plug. That, that's almost the very no first- commercial. No commercials allowed. It's almost the very first thing that we talk about is that you were, you were hired to sell cars, but you're really not, you're there to lead a team. And we're looking for the natural abilities. And one of the things that we're really big here at the Academy is is the science of the sale. And we utilize science, and I'm a big proponent and, and supporter of utilizing a psychological profile, disc profile, Wonderlick, uh, 360, whatever you look at, and look more for not necessarily the high A or in a disc profile, a high D. You actually, in my opinion, we find the best leaders are high A's with a secondary D. Right. Or excuse me, they're a high I with a secondary D. Mm -hmm. As in, they're willing to go out there and talk to people and put their arm around people. Those become the leaders, not only the dealership, but they start growing the team and mentoring the team. But, yeah, I want to say something, though, because I agree with you, but I want to say this. You know, your sales manager whether it's your deaf person, sales manager, general sales manager, they have to know how to run a business also. Absolutely. They have to be able to manage inventory, order cars, handle payroll, make sure, you know, um, handle the accounting, handle the accounts receivable, handle wholesale, you know, book cars and all of that. And so your top producer is not always the person who knows how to run a business. That's why, to me, that sales manager is a very important person in the organization because not only do they are they able to lead people, but they're able to run a profitable and successful business model. And that is critical. And that's where I see dealerships get in trouble. They've got some hot shot on the desk, and you can go out and close deals. And a lot of times, even the, the team likes him or her. But then you get into the inventory's a mess. You know, you're, you know, you have cars that are sitting on the lot of 300 days old. I mean, so that's a very, very important position. Attorneys, me, attorneys are in the showroom. Are the ones who can run a business also. That's when, awesome. So when we, you look at top performance. When you look at top-performing salespeople, a lot of times they know how to put the sales managers together and the customers. Are those the people to be leading the team? Or do I want somebody who will follow direction, follow a process, stick to it? And, again, when you start looking at inventory management, ordering the vehicles, you have to be able to have control over that individual. And don't get me wrong. There are some phenomenal top performers that are now sales managers that do a spectacular job. Mm -hmm. Some of them struggled with it and had to grow into the position. So for the dealers or the GMs or the GSMs out there looking <clears throat> for their next leader, the dealership, mm -hmm. which salesperson wants to do it for free? Which salesperson wants to come up there and learn how to work a deal, wants to go out and go ahead, learn how to appraise cars, and they don't want anything out of it, and they work the hours they put the time in? Who is that person? I know who one of them is. It was me. And by the way, June 3rd, Saturday, will be my 23rd, 27th, excuse me, 27th anniversary in the automobile industry. I got in it June 3rd, 1990. And it's never been the same. Look at him. I mean, you know, all of you are watching this right now. Did you, did you, you tell He's on the Women in Automotive show. So if you stay in the car business long enough, you can be just like Tony D. Well, hey, speaking of that, we're, as I, I want to start to kind of land it a little bit. Let me. This is what's really cool about the group that's that's here, including us here. And and uh, you know, um, I, I, what I hear are experts talking the car business and talking to people who are obviously uh, we're seeing comments pouring on social media. People are interested in this because there are truly individuals that are wanting to grow their business inside this industry of automotive. And so, Lisa, um, Tony, Jody, Jennifer, you know, myself, um, you know, we're, we're all going to be together coming up here. And I know this is not our official show. We're going to be doing a, an official show for women in automotive. But, um, you know, if you're listening, and I want you guys to kind of close us by, you know, talking and giving us your closing comments and, and all maybe mentioning why 
you that people who are listening should attend in Orlando. And not Jody, I'll let you give out the official info on it as well. But I mean, this is we've we've been for the first for the first two the the, the first one and then the last years, and then this year, um, you know, I, I'm going to be uh, speaking on uh, Leader Be Lunch. Lisa mentioned the the book that. Um, that I'm releasing, but the power of earning influence. And I think that that's why I love this, this conference because it's, it's, you know what? I'm just going to say it because I'm a, I'm a man. I can say this because it's, I'm impressed by women in, in my life and in you women and the women that, that are, that are, that I surround myself with both professionally and personally. They're, they're talented and they're, and I love the fact that um, this conference is effective. And so I'm going to give kudos to women because I think that you put together an effective conference does that make sense so the fact that we're talking about leadership and the fact that we're talking about how to to uh, grow a business and um, that so that that's my um, passion about this and i i suggest that if you're listening and you're not already registered that you do so because the first one was amazing for a first conference the attendance was was far uh, exceeded my expectation and then last year's um it was was almost double that and i'm anticipating i i can only imagine what this year is going to be but um jody i'll start with you you know give us your closing remarks um and talk about when this conference is and and maybe why you think it's so well received by men by women by professionals in this industry well thank you um uh, I'm very proud of the conference. I'm very proud of our board. We have put together really something unlike all the other conferences in the auto industry that you attend. And I like to say that because it's not a Me Too conference. Mm-hmm. The content, the style of the conference, the mission of the conference is very different. Our mission is to really help our industry, men and women, develop, bring more women into the industry, mm-hmm. develop them and their skills, hire, retain, attract more women, and develop more women leaders, look, more than 80% of car purchasing and more than 70% of car repairs are made by women. So we need to get on parity, and gender parity is very important, as well as diversity in your organizations to give you the edge for success, right? The conference is in Orlando at the Omni, July 9th through 11th. It is for men and women. We, are, we have a superb lineup of speakers. That's part of my responsibility. Go online. We're starting to uh, put up the schedule of speakers. Tony D is speaking. Lisa's speaking. Jennifer's speaking. But we're bringing in some speakers that will just totally knock their socks off. We, we really hope you'll come and join us. It is educational, motivational, inspiration, all rolled up into a whole fun deal. Join us. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jody. And uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Jennifer Briggs in traffic. Um, uh, in traffic, right? So, <laughs> right, we got to keep it moving. We were talking about keeping pace and pushing forward. So one of the things that I absolutely love about the Women in Automotive Conference is, like Jody was saying, it's different than any other conference. And what I love most about it is being able to reach out to people all across the industry, right? Just recently coming out of the retail side of the business, I wasn't exposed to a lot of OEM staff from different manufacturers that I was working with. I didn't meet all of the people from different lending institutions. It allows us to get a great cross-section and get a good idea. And I love the idea of bringing in more women to show them, first of all, and I don't have the stats on me, we can pull them up, women are more productive, right? So why would you not want more women in your organization? Mm-hmm. And so I encourage every single person, man, woman, bring your kids. I brought my kids to the first one, so Bobby Aaron. <laughs> bring them to the conference and show them what it's like to really empower each other to engage and take your business to the next level Mm. amen sister amen all right let's go to uh let's go to tony and lisa well uh one of the great things about the women in automotive conference when i when i went the first year obviously next year it is so universal we have OEM, we have providers, we have product providers, we have DMS, we have retail people, we have F&I people, we have sales managers. And and especially when we start looking on the retail side, we have, when we look at F&I, we, we, I actually have stats that show women in F&I actually no, perform better. better than men. No offense, Jen, and, and, and I'm one of them. 
that that when you have equal opportunities, women a lot of times outpace men. We don't have a lot of women in our industry, especially on the retail side. And and we have such a a grouping of ladies that show up at Women in Automotive, and it is so inspirational. It's inspirational to men, but especially the way that they attack everything. And, and I don't mean attack in a bad way. I mean that the way that they give the right direction, how you do it, whether you want to get into the OEM field, you want to move up at the retail level, you just want to sell cars better. Is Amy Banner attending? Do we yes. know? Okay. You know, Amy, Amy is a great inspiration for any salesperson, regardless, male or female. If they want to be more proactive and do a better job, man, she has just moved up through the ranks in the industry. But it is such a great conference with great speakers. It is so well organized. It's an absolutely gorgeous facility that Jody has picked out uh, at the uh, Omni Orlando. It is. Oh, oh okay. Uh, it is absolutely phenomenal. Really encourage everybody to come, but especially if you have aspirations of being a better salesperson, being a business manager, being a, a sales manager, a GSM, a dealer, working for an OEM, working for a provider, working for a lead provider, or any of the other uh, vendors that are out there in the industry, every one of them are there. It's one of the best conferences in the automotive industry. I highly encourage each and every one of you to attend. Yeah. And I will Thank close you. with that, that we've also e expanded um, the scope and the breadth of the conference and the fact that we've got not just leadership and sales and marketing, but what we've got is we're actually going into personal development stuff. So I'm very proud. I'll be doing one of the keynotes on Think and Grow Rich for Women. I was uh, the Napoleon Hill Foundation and the author of the book, Sharon Lecter. Uh, has allowed me to go out and do that. And so it's, it's, I'm going to be talking about building wealth, true wealth and significance and, and how to, you know, take that work-life balance and re, um, you know, re, 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 uh, fix your thinking around work-life balance and really learn how to grow, you know, your personal wealth and your significance and your legacy. And we have, we have people coming in from many different verticals <clears throat> that are not automotive mm -hmm. because we, we believe that people, women, and the guys that get it, like this one right here, that attend this conference, that it's about the whole person. It's a holistic approach to success. You know, you can't just be the greatest salesperson and be miserable at home. So we at Women in Automotive, and I'm very proud to serve on the board, and I'm very honored that they asked me this year, um, it, it's that we, we believe in a holistic approach to training and to learning and to leading. And so I hope and pray you guys mark your calendars July 9th through 11th in Orlando, we're going to be hanging out, having fun, you know, hashtag one big life, because that's what we do at Women in Automotive. But I guarantee you, everybody who attends that conference will walk away with more more friends. That's, that's how I met Tony D three years ago. Um, more experience, more contacts, and hopefully, um, you know, feeling a lot better about yourself, because I think we're all in this together. Can I be Regis as opposed to Kathy Lee or yeah. Hoda? Yeah, yes. It'll be great. It'll be wonderful. You'll have to attend. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> I can tell you personally, being in this area too, Champions Gate. At Champions Gate, the hotel. My family uh, before the we went to the conference. I know you had it there last year. Uh, my family's we go there for years. That hotel is awesome, and it's just a cool, cool yeah. place. It's 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 out of the hustle. It's outside of the hustle and bustle of Orlando. So it's it's more chill. It's right by it's Celebration. Got that lazy river. They have the lazy river. Yeah. Lazy Bring your river. golf clubs too. I believe it's world class golfing. I think Tony D was floating around at it at two o'clock in the morning one night, but I didn't say that on audio live. Wow. No. Oh, Tony. Tony. <laughs> oh, man. Out, out, outstanding guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And, and I think that uh, the one thing I love about this is that you got to see these guys. And, and you guys can attest to this. We didn't go over anything before this. We just we didn't tell you what we we're going to talk about. We just talked about not at all. We just talked about what you guys are great at, man, and that is just that is just producing greatness. So thank you so much for hanging out with us, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys uh, next month. And um, and uh, officially, I think our show is next week. So hey, thanks yeah. thanks a lot for hanging out with us, Lisa, Jody, Tony, and Jennifer. Hey guys, how about womeninautomotive.com. Yes, what is it? What's Womeninautomotive.com. Womeninautomotive.com. Jennifer, be safe. Oh, I am. Bobby <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord. All right. <laughs> hi, Bobby. Okay. Hey, everybody says hi, B. Hey there. She says hello. <laughs> hello. Thank you, guys. Thanks. All right. What do you say, D? It was cool. It was cool. Mm -hmm. It was very cool. 
I didn't, I didn't even really get into the whole sales numbers things in the car go business. Go ahead, man. You got time right, right now? That's why I saved well, that. You know, save hey. the best for last. Right? You go ahead. Oh, wow. Um, 35 that. seconds. Go. Um, <laughs> okay. Talk about that, though. No, just wanted to you know talk a little bit about, I thought we would maybe get into the fact, and, and I'm glad we didn't because the show was amazing, by the way, so it didn't matter. But um, but now that I have the opportunity, I'll go ahead and bring it up anyway. Um, you know, sales numbers. We, we, we opened the show talking about, you know, those bad months, good months, <coughs> things like that, and, you know, how it comes down to really your activities a lot of times, looking in the mirror, thinking about what you're going to do, having a strategy, because there comes a time, Dave, when, you know, we do go in somewhat of cycles. And sometimes those cycles are long. We've had a great run, and I'm not saying it's over. I'm not doom right. and gloom. But there has, we've seen some declines, mm -hmm. some, some pretty significant declines. And um, I think that, you know, that's something that, you know, you remember probably um, listening to a, um, a uh, presentation, by, presentation by David Anderson talking mm -hmm. about yeah. the fact that, you know, hey. It's not rocket um, science. Yeah, and, and the fact that, you know, hey, when times are good, you know, like they are right now, mm -hmm. these are times that we really need to be preparing in a sense mm -hmm. and skilling up right. because it's not always going to be this easy for us, you right. know, we're going to hit that cycle. And, mm -hmm. you know, it could be sooner than we think. Now, again, not doom and gloom, but it's, it's something to pay gloom. attention it's, to. It's, it's prepared. Listen, the, the, yeah. the deal is, man, that, that um, the strong will survive. Get strong, you know, get strong. And when I mean, that's not a cliche. I, I think that what it, what that it says is, look, like you said, skill up. I think that we didn't have time to get into a lot of this, but I mean, there's so much you could we could have gotten into that. What's distracting you? You know, a lot of times technology and things that you know we we use that should be. I, I did a sales meeting on Monday with with the guys here. Tommy was in it, called, you know, um, assist, and, and I did it on cold cold calling. You know, and I said, um, and I, but but it's kind of the same the same theory. You get this yeah. really quick, but you know, assist a s s i s t assist. Think of basketball. Championship starts tonight, right? Uh, the Cavs against the um, Warriors, and and so assist. You always hear about so and so had you know assist. LeBron James is great. Kevin Durant and and Seth Curry are great, but they're not. Steph Curry. They're, I said Seth. Curry. No, you say, keep saying Seth. That's his. Brother. Okay, man. You know what? Hey. All right, I don't like them. I like I like LeBron James, but here's the deal. So they're great though, but they're not. They would not be the players they are today. They're not. They would not be the players they are today all the way through without assist, without somebody helping them and assisting them. Because it, if you take that game in your own hands, literally the entire game, it would be one against five. You would lose. Mm -hmm. You can't cover everybody. You can't do everything. So my point is, is that cold, cold calling. We need assist to them. So what's distracting you? You know, and so instead of making something, um, this technology and, you know, this, 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 this data I'm trying to reach out over here and I'm trying to, you know, the icing, the assist, I'm, I'm, sometimes we as salespeople make that the, 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 the thing that's going to separate me. And the reality is it's the assist. Right. And, and so the thing that's going to separate you is rolling your sleeves up and, and, and working and, and busting it. Let the assist be the assist, right? Yep. You you be you be the person who does what you do best. That's taking three point shots, right? That's dunking the ball. Right. That's that's hitting the shot that you can make. So I think that sometimes I think that, that maybe that kind of goes with what you were saying. You know what I mean? It's not doom and gloom. It's like look, if I, you know, to be great, it, 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 it's it's to just work <clears throat> the process. Yeah, and it's not doom and gloom. But what it is sometimes <clears throat> is you have to ask yourself, what if? What <clears throat> if the traffic isn't there next month? What if, right. you, know, it, you know, the things right. that we typically blame our lack of success on, mm -hmm. well, hey, you know, what if we don't get as many leads this month? Right. What, so what's your plan? Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? I think true value of, of salespeople sometimes is also in the business that they create. Absolutely. And, and we see a lot of salespeople doing that. So what you're saying uh, is maybe just the gravy, but maybe just the automatic business that just comes in by default that we just catch sometimes. So when Tony, I think it was Tony or somebody was saying that, you know, listen, what's the real closing ratio? Right. Not the closing ratio right. that you, you know, listen, not the, and it, listen, there's business is business. I'm, I'm going to deposit a check if it right. calls in or if I call it. I mean, hey, I'm thankful for business. But I mean, hey, man, hey, I closed 30 deals this month. Well, 15 of them, you know, like, you know, we're, we're lay downs. It doesn't take anything away from the money, but don't call yourself a great closer. Right. You know, you were okay closer. Yeah. But I mean, so, hey, basically I've got to go out and I've got to stir up more and I've got to create more and I've got to work for more and I've got to, I've got to create more because that maybe that business that just comes in is not going to be there rather than, right, sticking my head in the sand and not realizing it and seeing the signs, seeing the signs, not realizing it until I'm already behind the eight ball. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Come on. Come on. And I think dealers, by the way, dealers that are listening, same thing. 
right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, we talked to dealers. Absolutely. We had a, we had a great month. We had a, almost a closer a record month. Yep. Uh, but but listen, we've talked to dealers that have uh, in the last couple of days that have said, man, my month. A couple of dealers, local dealers, my month was way off. Not mm-hmm. they didn't do business. They, they're just right. friends of ours. Way off. Two dealers specifically in this area here, mm-hmm. and he, so I would imagine that might be the case with a lot of dealers. But here's the deal: so owners, you know, um, you know, maybe you need to cut. Maybe you're cutting back on marketing. Maybe you're doing that. But my point is, is that you know, don't wait until that happens to begin right. to change it. Yep, absolutely. Mm. When I look in the mirror, I go, "Listen, you, you can do it. <laughs> you, you're good enough. You're smart enough, and people like you. That's oh, why I say I look, right like, look I look right. Look at your hair. I look right. I look right. Look at the hair on that that man. He, <laughs> Freaking like like sloth. Uh, hey, hey, yeah, man, you too, bro. Hey, womeninautomotive.com. Upcoming shows next week is Women Automotive Show. We got the bubble. We got trade up. We got good shows coming up. We love you guys. You guys are so awesome. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you. God bless y'all. See you next week. Peace. <laughs>